The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, the only show on the internet that their host would not disappoint their listeners, even though his voice sounds like this. My name is Jason. I am with my Canadian buddy, Kevin. Kevin? I'm going to have to let you lead things a little heavier than I do tonight. So Okay, go. I didn't realize that you were sounding great before we rolled. I'm not saying you're faking. But I'm not faking. No. Uh um uh yeah, your your voice is uh uh it, actually it's got a little raspy quality to it. Uh It's which, like the episode you know, of uh Friends where Phoebe gets sick and it it sounds like she sounds great. Well, sounds great for the 90s, you know, yeah. like that grungy yeah. sound. And that, that's what I've got going on right now. So I'm going to sound great this episode. I'm not going to be able to do it very much. So I'm going to let you lead things a little bit. Well, it, I, it's, it's a good episode to, for you to maybe not be 100% because we have backup this episode, Jason. Now, I'm not sure if you remember a few months ago, uh, we got a message on Facebook. And I had a, about 10 seconds of there is another Wilco podcast and I was furious. I was so jealous. I was like, "We le- can we sue? Like we have the, this. We 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 pioneered talking about Wilco on the internet." Um, and then uh, and then I realized I was a grown up. And uh, the 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 hosts of the other Wilco podcast, Jason, which is called Wilco Will Love You, uh, said this very nice message. And that was my first um, first uh, encounter. I hadn't seen the podcast out there before. And then I listened to it. The podcast is really great, and I love it because it's a podcast about Wilco that I can listen to because I'm not on it, yeah. uh, which is uh, uh, ideal because as a big Wilco fan, the worst thing about being on a Wilco podcast is you can't listen to your own podcast because... yeah. I never listen to our own show. Yeah, I, 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 you know, um, that sounds terrible. Uh, you know, so, I'm, I'm going to say something. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to put anybody off, and I'm sorry for this. But I actually haven't listened to the, your podcast. Um, I, I just, I haven't had, I don't have the time with all my QAnon podcasts I listen to and everything. Um, so you guys want to talk about what you, what you guys talk about on there? Oh, well, and, and so listeners, we're, we're joined by Meredith. Sorry. And Mary from Wilco will love you. I really took the long road to get there. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, Meredith and Mary. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about the Wilco will love you podcast if they haven't heard it? I'm assuming most listeners, if you're listening to this Wilco podcast, you're probably listening to the other Wilco podcast. But uh, for those, you know, the twenty percent maybe who haven't uh, heard of your show, uh, what is it all about? Yeah. Um, so basically we want to have conversations with people about the band Wilco that we all love, but the first season we ended up approaching in sort of a similar fashion to what you gentlemen do, which was to go track by track. And at the time we were recording Ode to Joy was hot off the presses. And so that was that season moving into the future we will be doing more of an interview type of experience that is more our aim 
Wait, cool. so so an interview type experience based around is it still going to be a Wilco podcast or just is just you're pivoting to a another kind of pod uh, another like an interview just a sort of normal podcast. Wilco will still be the focus, but we're looking to go much broader because the influence of Wilco is so broad. I feel like people who listen to Wilco listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Wilco discovers a lot of bands. So we're hoping to talk to anybody who has even like a little connection way down the line to Wilco. So it could get, it could be very specific Wilco and it can get very like broad. So we're not really putting limits on it, except that it has to have some kind of tie to Wilco or at least something that Wilco fans would appreciate. Good. Yeah, how many how many great bands have like Wilco fans discovered because Wilco either booked them to open for them? Uh, I feel like half my record collection has opened for Wilco, uh, and the other half is Wilco, uh, or or even um, booked for Solid Sound, right? Like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of like what bands Wilco could book for Solid Sound in 2022 because they don't like to repeat bands and almost every band i'm into i feel like it's already played solid sound at some point in the past so um the 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 diagram of of you know wilco adjacent bands that either are influenced by them or friends with them is um pretty uh pretty wide these days well kevin the the whole point of them not repeating the bands i would say i don't know i haven't spoken to them about this but i would assume um so that people can discover more bands. So the bands that you, you can't guess what bands are going to be there because they're bands you haven't heard of yet. So that's the whole point of them playing that show. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. no, good point. Um, cool. Uh, so if people want to check out the Wilco Will Love You podcast, where can they go? Mm -hmm. They can stream it from any of the podcast streaming sites. It's on Spotify. It's on Deezer. All you Deezer heads out there. It's um, it's on Geo Sabin, the Geo Cities. Yeah, I thought you had Geo Cities too. No, there's some there's some podcasts based in India, oh. podcast platforms, and we're on there. We used um just just to let you guys know, we use Simplecast as our podcast server, and so you have the option of putting your podcast on all these different. Don't I, I without saying platforms. any numbers or anything. Are there a lot of Wilco fans over in India? Yes. No way. <laughs> it's like our second biggest country. It's like United States, India. That's crazy. Really? There huh. are a lot of people in India. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just, Wilco, I guess this is just my narrow scope of view, but um, I guess it doesn't seem like Wilco would be a band that would take off over in India. You know, but great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Who knows? But for a little example of the type of people that we're hoping to have conversations with on our podcast, um, just an example of a guest that we already have lined up. I have a friend who's a poet who types poems kind of on demand for people. And he does a lot of business at festivals. And he has done his poetry at Solid Sound. Oh, cool. And cool. And Beautiful. so we're planning to have a conversation with him, with my friend Lynn Gentry. What What does that mean? Uh, writes poems on demand, like so. You just say, "I want a poem." You give him X amount of dollars, Topic. and then he just writes it right there. 
Yes. Which, what you get is what you get. That's yes. kind of a cool idea. Does, so is it? Is the that, Lynn Gentry on Instagram. You can find him. Lynn Gentry? Is that what you said? Yeah. Is the that Lynn something? Gentry, is that his job? L-Y-N-N. He makes money at it. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he has been at Solid Sound doing that. Okay. What song are we covering with Ladies Tonight? Uh, we're going to cover a song that I hope all of us like. Otherwise, we might cut this short. It is a beloved classic, the closer to uh, my favorite Wilco album, a lot of people's favorite Wilco album. We're doing the song Reservations. Before you jump into the song, I just remind everybody to go to abcwilco.com. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel tonight, but do it at abcwilco.com. Check out all the ways to support the show. So, I love the way this song starts, but it kind of, it kind of sucks listening to it just on its own, because you miss, like, the juxtaposition with the way Poor Places ends, with, like, complete noise, and then that voice repeating Yankee, Hotel, Foxtrot, over and over, and it builds this whole thing, and then it, bang, it ends, and it starts, reservations comes up, like, polar opposite, like, this calm, kind of squeaky uh, noises, um, uh, so you really miss that when you just hear like reservations on its own, but absolutely the transitions on this album are incredible and it's really an art form that has been kind of abandoned a bit in kind of an era where people are more single driven. Yeah, even like I was looking at uh, Spotify the other day, I was making a Spotify playlist and I realized Spotify if you go into Spotify and you go to an album, it will, if you push the play button, it'll default to shuffle mode, even for an 11 song album. So how many, you know, kids these days are listening to an album like this for the first time. And they, you know, the first song they hear is Ashes or something like that. That's not the, and they miss that, that sequencing. So if you just, in Spotify, if you just push play, it's automatically shuffle unless you specify not if to. You, push the first song it'll it'll play it in order but if you push the big green play button it'll it'll default to shuffle bad ux bad ux yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's like i'm very passionate about listening to albums in order as a complete yeah it's like watching a scene from a movie on its own like just fine after you've seen the movie a few times you just want to watch you know that that one particular scene but to really watch the movie you need to watch it in order so why would you listen to just a song uh yeah or listen to it all jumbled that's a good point uh one thing i love about this song the violet or the vi or the sorry, the cello uh from uh fred longberg holm uh, you can, if you watch the movie, it's either in the movie or the bonus scenes. Uh, but Jeff walking him through like the overdub process. Um, should be a nerd, and I'm a nerd. Uh, it's fascinating. Speaking of song order, the first time I ever saw Wilco live, this was the song they started with. No way. Really? And it was when I was, I was only like 13 when I saw them for the first time, and I had not gotten very deep into the catalog. And so they started out with this song, and then their rest of their entire set was like really upbeat. Like, they never slowed down. 
Um, Where so was that? Really, it was at the Arlington Theater in Santa Barbara. Oh. In uh, Santa Barbara, California. Um, in 2000, it was 10 years ago. So it was like 20, you know, 2011, 20, I think it was 2011. Um, and I had not really delved into Yankee Hotel Foxtrot at all yet as a fan. Like my first, my first ever Wilco album was actually Sky Blue Sky. So it, it was really interesting to like go to that show. I loved this song and then like go to this album and realize, oh, it's the closer. That's a really bold choice for a, a concert opener. Um, uh, cause I remember seeing this song for the first time live in 2016. Wilco did, I was in Seattle uh, and they uh, put it kind of middle of the set list. And even that I thought was jarring cause it came like after war on war. Uh, and then I think shortly after they might've done impossible Germany. So it was just like this total, like everything else is up here. Listeners, you can't see my hands are higher and then reservations, you know, the mood, it's just, but it's so beautiful. Cause you could hear everyone in the, in the theater, I'm sure it was the same in Santa Barbara. You could, everyone was captivated, like dead silent. Uh, you could hear a pin drop if, you know, if there was a lull in the song. Um, and then, um, and they're just, you know, not a lot of bands can do that, can hold an audience with a song that slow, that sad, that beautiful. I don't think it's a sad song at all, man. I think it's a, I think it's a lovely, upbeat kind of song. Well, it's not upbeat, obviously. You can't say upbeat when you're talking about a song if it's not a faster song. But I love it because it's like the whole album is like, it, it, him, basically the whole album is him talking about um, him being sad or things that he remembers from the past. And that he his life now isn't as great as it was in the past, that kind of stuff. And then he gets to this song, and he's like, says, "I've got reservations about everything in the world, but I don't I don't have any questions about you at all." Like, and I I, I think it makes it a beautiful song. I, I I love that song. That is beautiful, but it is a little sad that he says, "How can I convince you? It's me I don't like." Yeah, exactly. I've always been totally. And I've always told lies for love. That's, um, uh, that's a little sad. Yeah, it, it is. It's kind of a like self-deprecating love song, right? Like it's uh, it it's great for her, I guess, objectively, but because he loves her so much. But he's like that's all he has, I guess. Is, is sort of the impression I get with the lyrics. Um, uh, but I mean. It is a little interesting, though, from that perspective, because how many Wilco songs have happy music, and then you look at the lyrics, and you're like, oh, that's actually kind of dark. Whereas, like, this, like, you know, elements of these lyrics are definitely a beautiful love song, but the music, and, the, and to me, the melody is so, like, heartbreaking and so um, beautiful, but, but like, with a, so much sadness and sorrow behind it, too. Kev, I'm going to get a little personal with everybody right now. Tell a little story. I, I this uh, song actually makes me think about my wife a lot, with my scratchy voice. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody that's listening to this at home. Uh, write an uh, email. Let us know how much you hate this. But um, so we all, we we've talked about this on the show before. I'm on. I, I take Prozac because I have anxiety, depression, and uh, I just started taking it a while back because my wife was like, "You you you have some real problems." And the line that uh, Meredith brought up a little bit ago. Uh, how can I convince you that me? We were going through some problems. We were going through some stuff, and but it was all based around my depression, my, uh, um, you know, my my anxiety, and 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 
she she didn't get that. But and that that line like has all it's like since I guess not always, but five six years ago, uh, that has meant a lot to me since then because because of that because it's like I wish that she knew it wasn't like her. I'm I'm having these problems because of but yeah, and this song hits hard with me because of that, especially nowadays. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome that you shared that. That's uh, um, yeah, that's uh, um, Jeff with. There's every, especially this album, but every song has like a, a couple lyrics in a row that just, uh, um, it, it's hard to tell what he writes about for entire songs, especially I think in the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, A Ghost is Born era. But every, there's always these couple lines that work together perfectly um, that maybe I, I, as a listener, I always have a hard time figuring out maybe how they relate to everything else. But, um, you know, you can interpret them in your own way or, or maybe, you know, for that, I don't think there's much interpretation needed. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, something um, Mary and I talk about a lot is the fact that Jeff Tweedy has written in his book that he doesn't assign much meaning to lyrics or at least didn't pre-warm. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's very hard to listen to a song like Reservations that does seem so, like, on its face, so personal. Yeah, and especially... To like, think about him writing that book and go, no way. Yeah. I hate that he said that because um, <clears throat> the... Sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. But it, his lyrics mean so much, especially on this album. His lyrics mean so much, and they're like... And, and I, I, I relate to them so much. And I, I, I hate that he said that. Um, yeah, especially like, I, I think that's a good point though. Like with warm, uh, um, and, uh, and even love is the King since he wrote the biography, really, I feel like his lyrics have been a lot more, um, less ambiguous, not all the time, but there's definitely like m way more direct songs that there, whereas you listen to Jeff from 10, 15, I guess this album is almost 20 years old as of the day we're recording it came out september 18th at least virtually uh 2001 um so the, you know the song 20 years ago um there's very few songs where you can understand exactly what this song is about um and then and he still has those these days but there's also um um a lot of the songs that are kind of almost autobiographical right um, song. Oh, sorry. This song just seems to be a lot more, a lot less in the vein of, I think we're, Meredith, I feel like we were talking about this, how he kind of, the way he was writing lyrics before was just like words that sounded good to him and sounded good together and sounded interesting. Um, but this song doesn't feel like that. It definitely, yeah, so that was one observation. Yeah, maybe he was trying to cloak his vulnerability a little bit by saying that in the book or sort of burying more personal songs in the context of some of the other ones. Or yeah, even maybe it's like one thing where he's like kind of not embarrassed, but like it's kind of uh, weird to talk about how so maybe just trying to yeah deflect the um, the meaning behind it. Yeah, that has to be. There's no way that you would. Yeah, there's too much stuff that's like that you can tell that he's experienced in his and and they do mean something that the way he just 
doesn't assign meaning to him. And it's interesting that the most um, obviously personal song from this album is also the last song on the album. Uh, like this is the song objectively that I probably have heard the least on the album, just because if I'm going to do a, a listen through by the time I get to this song, uh, I've turned it off. Uh, something's come up or I've reached my destination or, or whatever. Right. Um, it's the, until recent years, the song that they probably played the least off the album. Uh, Cause I do feel like in the past five ish years, um, you, you, uh, been more likely to hear it live. Um, uh, I wonder if that was intentional or not. I've seen it four times live. You've seen it six times live, Kevin. So yeah, yeah, they played a good amount for a song of this tempo. Like that's uh, that's uh, you know pretty decent. There's a lot of uh, fun Wilco songs that you know we've never heard live or only heard once or twice. Um, let me ask the panel uh, this: What do we think of the production in the song specifically? Uh, it's, it's almost like two songs. It's kind of like Hey Jude or whatever, right? But you get the first half of the song, the first three, four minutes, uh, and then the second half of the song, which is um, kind of an interesting trick where they did the song again, but at half speed without lyrics, but just noise. Um, I use the Beatles there, but probably the better comparison would be Revolution 1 on the White Album into Revolution 9, where it's like, kind of the same so there's a bit of a tempo there this is a, a more musical i would say than revolution nine but it's a trick that uh jason we had actually kind of talked about previously that wilco tried to do with company in my back and they had that instrumental thing pure buck beauty uh which is really obscure but it's essentially like a seven minute version of of company in my back but slower that didn't make the album but this did make the album um uh and when I was listening to it now and um, in preparation for this, I was surprised at um, uh, how unfamiliar so, so much of it sounded. Because not only is this probably my least listened to song on uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, I don't know how many times I've actually sat through the noise. Um, oh, yeah. I, I never sit through the noise. Like, yeah. I, I, listen to, I listen to – whenever this song comes on, I listen to it. I love this song. But, um, yeah, I, I rarely – if I do, it's just because I, I don't push. It's, I, I haven't pushed stop. You know, I didn't take yeah. the time to push stop. But yeah, but I listen to the song, but not the noise. Yeah, and that's totally. But that's okay, though, because there's no song after it. And uh, it's at the end of the song. So see, it still fits my rules that, that that noise can be there as part of the same track. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the, uh, unlike um, uh, A Ghost is Born with... Um, the second to last song with all the drone noise uh the name is currently escaping me uh, less than you think less than you think thank you i can't uh, hang with the noise on that one because he said it's based on having a migraine having, yeah and i get them as well and i'm superstitious about it and so i go click uh but with that one i always feel like i have to make the choice like am i gonna stick stick it out and follow the creator's intent that i listen to the static or uh, do I do I uh, either pick up the needle or, or hit, hit push the um, uh, skip button and get to the late greats, which is like such a treat to, for getting through the um, the noise. But you, I, I kind of feel like I cheat if I skip it. But I'll be honest, I probably skip it most of the time. Uh, reservations, though, there's nothing at the end 
Uh, so then I, I always kind of feel weird just like turning off my favorite album when there is three minutes left. Well, Kev, do you have anything else you want to add to this episode? Um, no, I hit all my points. All right. Well, guys, if you want to go to abcwilco.com, you can find all the ways to support the show. I'm not going to go to the whole spiel again. Uh, you can find Kevin at Kevin Vinyl. You can find me at Hess's Best. Uh, ladies, you want to do the plug-in for your stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, you can find us on just Instagram and the podcasting website. So if you want to go to Instagram at WWLY podcast, um, that is our Instagram. And if you want to email us, you can email us at WWLY podcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, Meredith, anything else to add to that? Uh, nope. You can listen. <laughs> I guess I do. I said nope, and then I started talking. Uh, we have season one available for you that you can listen to. I feel like Ode to Joy is evergreen, and uh, be on the lookout for some season two interview style episodes. I've listened to most, if not all, of season one. Um, Thank you. Uh, and I was just checking, there's a bonus episode I was listening to today. Um, and uh, I will say this, uh, and I mean this genuinely, it's a really good show, and I think our listeners, if you like this show, you'll obviously like that show. Uh, uh, Meredith and Mary, don't goof off at the beginning of the show as much as me and Jason like to do, because me and Jason occasionally like to talk about Marvel movies, and we're never going to stop. Or Bigfoot. Uh, or but Bears. Uh, or Bears. We talk about Bears all the time. I don't know what it is, but like, like, like a, not the sports team, the the animal um uh um so yeah but if you like if, if you if you can make it through that to hear this stuff then you'll definitely like uh the wilco will love you podcast all right guys you're okay, recovering thank you so much kevin oh sorry <laughs> we had to thank the man yeah, yeah come on jason next I episode we're gonna be listening to rising red lung until then every little thing is gonna tear you apart <laughs>